we'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, let's get to the show. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. My body wants bread and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. So I lost Naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you eat and lose weight, you Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fad Camp. Okay, Connor, so a quick question. Our topic for this show is one that we haven't tackled before. It's, um, you know, a diet show, a very famous diet show over here in Ireland. Um, It's a UK show. So like once again, we're right beside the UK. So have you, what do you know about the diet show Supersize versus Super Skinny? I have never heard of this show before. Really? Yeah. Even though it's like, just for anyone who, by the way, isn't from this side of the world, it was um, like in the early noughties diet show when diet shows were like the king of the airways um, shown on Channel 4. And it was honestly one of their highest rated shows at the time. It sounds, yeah, I I mean, it does sound familiar. I'm, I'm, I, I, it makes me think of Super Size Me, you know, which was another famous yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, uh, landmark diet type of movie. Um, but Super Size versus Super Skinny, I don't know what that is but i have a feeling it's going to be very upsetting oh you know what connor <laughs> go with your gut it is very upsetting <laughs> i like don't don't ever question your your yeah. gut you're totally right I'm it like, is an upsetting show. sounds like it might be a nice time it, no. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely won't be um yeah so basically to give you a bit of background so as i mentioned the early noughties in uk the uk television landscape which as Irish people, we, you know, we take part in a lot. We only have a few channels of our own. So like we watch a lot of UK television. The early 90s were just this sort of weird cesspit of diet shows. They were incredibly cruel diet formatted shows were just a massive hit um, during the early 90s. I don't know what was going on, but we just had this obsession with diet shows. So just to give you a bit of background. So obviously Super Size for Super Skinny was one of the biggest ones that was out there. But here are a few others that I don't know if you've heard of, but just to kind of show you the kind of landscape we're dealing with. There was Gillian McKeith's You Are What You Eat. Never heard of Gillian it. McKeith? I Have don't you not? know her. Oh my Who God, she? you just had a great time during the early noughties, weren't <laughs> you? didn't have to watch this. In the Gillian early noughties, I was in like first year in secondary school. <laughs> <laughs> so you were having a great time. Yeah, then what were you doing? All I was doing was obviously watching television and not studying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't studying, so God knows what I was up to, but I wasn't, I don't remember being at home watching diet shows, but I do remember a few from that period that I feel like you're about to mention. Okay. Well, Gillian McKeith basically 
very famously was a, is like a kind of harsh. I would I would describe her as a harsh dietitian type person who okay. would go to people's houses, go through their fi- fridge, being like, "You eat biscuits? Do you know what yeah. a biscuit will do to you?" And then like she also <laughs> did this weird thing where she would um, crazy man, you crazy with those biscuits <laughs> up in this fridge. What are you? What are you gonna? You gonna tell me next? You dunk them into tea? Are you insane? <laughs> Am I in some sort of madhouse? What is a hobnob? Um. So she also very. This was kind of one of her big things, apart from being incredibly harsh. Um. Sorry, like, but I love that way- you described her as a harsh dietitian. Like that's her job description. Hi, I'm a harsh dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says on my on my doctorate. <laughs> I love if she was like had it on her business cards. Julie McKeith, yeah. harsh dietitian. Um, PhD. The H stands for harsh. <laughs> um, she really was though. Like, if you can kind of imagine, I, I just want to say as well. You know, the early nineties were also the time of like the weakest link and stuff. Like, you oh, know, that, sort that of was thing a where, harsh. That was yeah. a harsh game show. Oh <laughs> that God. was a harsh game show. But you know what I mean? Like that sort of. Though, yeah. And like even like the, it was kind of the height of the X Factor or Masochistic like, TV the, the real like Simon Cowell Like people being so mean and blunt oh. To those trying Why So that's the kind of approach so harsh? Everyone harsh was so harsh Harsh times The early naughties The Haitian naughty Standing for harsh um, So basically that that kind of vibe was coming from her the way she would talk to these people About their child And about the way they look Was just really upsetting And like Jesus and also what she would do, which, which was kind of like her trademark, is she'd, <laughs> she'd look at their poos. So she'd no. analyze, she'd analyze their poos. Like on camera? So she'd get like a little box. <laughs> a poo box, yeah, of course, yeah. That would have had their poos, <laughs> a huge box. <laughs> a, a massive box, because they're, they're big people. They're, they've got they're bigger big poos. people, they've got big poos. Um, just you just imagine get Darren to of... put in a sound effect of like a truck backing up. It's like, bring in the poo box. <laughs> Bring in the poo box. <laughs> beep, beep. Um, oh, Darren gave us a little um, thank you note to say that Ginny McKeith is a nutritionist, by the way, not a dietitian, which we have talked about the difference between nutritionists yeah. and dietitians. You're welcome meaning, for that thank you note, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Meaning that actually she doesn't have, would that mean she doesn't have a degree? Yeah, in, a nutri- yeah. I think, I don't know, did we talk about this on the show the other week, but just to reiterate, yeah, a nutritionist and a dietitian, dietitian would have a degree, uh, usually a four-year kind of degree, maybe yeah. a master's, maybe even a PhD. Um, a nutritionist is more like someone who has done a course in nutrition, which could have been a weekend course, could have been a few months uh, to get a certificate. So there is a massive uh, skill and experience difference. A dietitian, um, if I'm not mistaken, is considered to be closer to a doctor than a nutritionist, which is considered more of like a, a kind of quote unquote expert. You see that and that. Uh, OK, well, then if she's a nutritionist as well, it gives you that makes it even worse. It makes it even worse. She, she is not she is not skilled and qualified to be looking at people's poo on camera. You have to go you, to college for that. <laughs> I want a PhD on poos. I do not want a person who's done a certificate on poos. Of course. (laughs) A poo harsh doctorate is what I want. But anyway, so that was one of her trademark things that she analyzed that. Um, Another one of her shows was called Gillian's Three Fat Brides, One Thin Dress. That was the name of one of the shows she did. Yeah, that's what I mean. The name is offensive. The name is horrible. Um, 
Oh, Jimmy Keith also, this is really, really funny, fainted on um, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is a um, reality TV show where a bunch of celebrities are brought to the jungle. When I say she fainted, please look it up because a lot of people are like, that faint was a total bullshit. Like, as in like, please watch it. It's so, it's one of my favorite clips to watch. It's really, really funny. Okay, so... That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, Gillian McKeith, you are what you eat. You had Steve Miller's Fat Families. Have you ever heard that show, Fat Wait, Families? Steve Miller. <clears throat> yeah. He's not Fat Gnosis, is he? No, he's not the Fat Gnosis guy. I thought his name Darren, was Darren, if you could please look up if he's a nutritionist or dietitian, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> but Steve Miller's Fat Families. Um, okay. Just to show you, he basically once again would go to a family's house. These are maybe a family of overweight people or Grace, fat that people. is Fat Gnosis guy. That's Steve Miller of Fat Gnosis. I'm sorry, sorry to so. cut across there. I've looked him up, but that's, that's him. So, yeah, Steve Miller, the Fat Gnosis guy. I did not know he was this. So this is a guy who also does what, like, hypnosis for weight loss sort of thing. AKA Fat Gnosis, which is qu- quite on brand for him when you think about it. <laughs> that is mad. Yeah, he's a very, he was, but even the name of the show, he didn't do Fat Gnosis in this show. No, even no. The name, even the name of the show what is called fat families he's a very harsh person he would come in just using such dehumanizing terms by the way his big things was he called them lards and fatties oh that like, sounds familiar what a prick okay? he would say things like we need to banish their bulges he'd say <sighs> things like why do you think you got, you are so fat and he's like eight hours on your backside like yeah. when i say that the, it's even even if you are going to go into the whole thing of like, <clears throat> you want people to be healthier, the dehumanizing terms yeah. that are used and like all of it would be used with like loads of like glances to camera and like mm. all of these kind of like tricks of like reality TV where it would be like all of these, um, you know, sound effects, like almost yeah. like Batman sound effects where it's like, wham, a ham sandwich, kablamo, you know, oh a, a, an eclair, like that sort of thing. <laughs> also, they use, can I just say those real like things... Uh, by the way, anyone looks bad eating like this, where they would put cameras like at, b- below them as they're eating and almost oh, like a camera that's like, like attached a to a spoon. Yeah, like a weird yeah, thing where it's like, oh. almost you're like going, you as an audience yeah. member are traveling into the mouth of yeah. the person who's eating. Now, I don't care what size you are or what you're eating. No one looks good when, when no, exactly <laughs> filmed exactly. eating like this. The names of all these shows straight off the bat are so like sensational and, you know, we say like, oh, they're offensive, but they are, the names themselves are designed uh, like kind of like clickbait articles, essentially, you know, Fat Families. I know exactly what Fat Families is just from hearing the name of the show. Will I watch it? You know, if I'm in the noughties and like unaware of diet culture and, you know, the damaging effects of it, I might stick it on like. It's not called fat families because the families are fat with fun. They're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fat fun <laughs> <Yeah>. families. <laughs> this family is fat with love. And they're like, oh, this is a really nice show. I love it. Um, there was also very famously, and this isn't even a diet show, but just once again to kind of like highlight the landscape we're dealing with. What not to wear with Trini and Susanna. This was a really famous show. And this was like two stylists, Trini and Susanna, who would like literally go out into the street and judge women on what they were wearing. But like, here's a quote from it, right? That dress looks terrible on her. It's pushing her boobs down and making them look like an extra roll in her tummy. Oh my God. Like that. that, And that that was one of the most popular shows on television. Are they, 
are are they doing this with people knowing that? Like, are they pulling people off the street and going, okay, we're going to assess your body? Or are they just pointing at strangers in a crowd who have no idea they're on a TV show? <laughs> it's kind of, like, kind of like the Hunger Games. All of these people are put into like a stadium, like the Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Just like point at people's outfits and do the emperor's thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, no, they would. These would be people that like, okay. they'd sort of like, show them on the street and then bring them in and be like, look at the state here. Like, what were you thinking? And oh my God. all of it was just done with such meanness. And such, you left the house like this today? Like, yeah, you came on yeah. television today like this? Oh, stay yeah. with you. Oh, do you think having kids and a full-time job is a reason not to look glamorous 24-7, oh you stupid bitch? Um, you know, that sort of fun thing. <laughs> but so these were the shows that you're dealing with. Also, there was another great one. Um, great one, but like... <laughs> Your anyway, favourite. My faves. Secret Eaters. Oh, that sounds familiar. A- I I remember Anna shots. Richardson, yeah, I remember that, shots of people yeah. in their car, like you know, eating and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was one where they would fight. Now the contestants or the participants would know that they were on the show, but yeah. what they would do would they be like, they know they were on the show. They weren't like being stalked without their knowledge. Yeah. But basically, they'd be like people who'd be like, I kind of don't know why I'm so big, or or I don't know why I have weight, whatever it is. Mm. I don't know why I, I look like this, and they'd write out what they thought they ate and then they'd hire private investigators to follow the people around. Right, okay. To like find what they were secretly eating. Mm. Now, anyway, so these are all the shows around that time. And I have to admit, before I even start talking about Super Size versus Super Skinny, I loved these shows. Sure. Pretty Naughty's sure. Grace loved these shows. Yeah. As much as I'm like, how could we have watched this? Teenager Grace was all over these shows. Early yeah. 20s Grace was all over these shows. And I think that like, now we look back at an eye that's like, oh my God, what were we thinking when watching these shows? But I remember uh, like really judging the people on it and being, this is what I mean about the dehumanizing oh, totally, thing. It's like totally. being totally like, oh, look at those lardos yes. on their backside for eight hours. Like I thought it was so funny yeah. that he talked to these people like that. And some of these people were like, it was like parents being talked about like that in front of their kids. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like you're setting a bad example yeah, like making them feel that. like you're you're a bad parent because you're a fat person. Mm. When I was like, I don't know, like they're not a person that's like walking around calling people names on television. I think they're doing a pretty good job as parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's what I mean. Like I am not above the fact that these shows were incredibly popular and I was a person who completely watched it and totally. enjoyed it at the time. Yeah. And come here, like I'm, you know, like not 100% recognizing all of these shows which is almost kind of scary because I know I have watched, consumed and even enjoyed many of these type of shows yeah. in my life. And you just haven't named a lot of them, which just goes to show there are so many more. Really? And oh, well, absolutely. And, you know, maybe some of them are, might not have that kind of like, you know, quote unquote, tough love kind of aspect, like some of the ones you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, but they still are, a lot of them are kind of coming from the same place. And the thing about like these kind of formatted TV shows is the the format is designed to hook you as a viewer, you know? So yeah. like, even if you look at it in like storytelling skills, you know, they tell you when you're writing like a script or something, like your character has to have a goal, you know? Yeah. All of these characters on these shows, these real people have the goal of losing weight. Yeah. And yeah. in the course of an hour, we will get to see them achieve that goal, struggle against that goal, and uh, we will see an outcome. And what's the easiest way to show an outcome is to show a before and after yes. picture. Yes. Before being heavy, after being thin. So no matter how much we care about this type of programming or this type of show, 
as people, we can immediately recognize, yeah. oh, they were heavy, unhealthy and their clothes didn't fit before. Now they, uh, you know, are thin, healthy, fitter and they've got a new outfit, a new hairstyle and everybody yeah. loves them. So it's just it's just a very quick like feeding that part of our brain that consumes stories. And it's so funny about like the it's a it's a half an hour show. Like a lot of these yes. are like half an hour show, maybe yeah. an hour, whatever. But this is, it's sort of like this weird instant gratification we get by seeing someone transform or change in a really quick way and it's all visual. So we don't have to be like, you know what I mean? We can be like, oh, they did that in the half an hour show and Mm -hmm. then I get to have instant gratification and leave and I don't think about them again. Also, can I say before and after photos, (laughs) the before photo, I want to complain about the lighting used in those before photos. (laughs) Never, never are they well lit. Like I've never seen a before photo where someone's like well lit or like yeah. out and having a laugh, like surrounded by friends. They're always, the before photos are always made to seem like this person is like just a lonely, lonely, badly lit bastard in like, in like the worst underwear you've ever seen. <laughs> like looking like they've been left out in like an alleyway. And then like the after photo is them like uh, sort of on the cover of a magazine, like looking yeah. like they've had like a fresh blow dry or whatever. I often I just find, have a real issue with it. I often I I I I've I've totally seen that, but I find I've also seen the opposite where the the before photo is them like smiling at like a family member's wedding and they're like a bit heavier and they're like the happiest they've ever been. And then the after photo, they're like thin in their underwear in a gym and they look miserable. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, look at that girl there. And it's a I don't know like who that person is. <laughs> probably holding a glass of wine, yeah. looking like she's laughing with her friend. And she's like, that girl was a miserable bitch and deserved to die. And then <laughs> look at the girl on the right. And the girl on the right is just like standing. A shell of a person. <laughs> definitely sucking in her stomach. Empty behind the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? I sometimes do wonder. I'm like, I think we ha- just have a really weird, distorted view of what yeah. happiness is. It's like, don't and look I at the eyes. Like, don't look at the eyes. Look at the abs. Look yeah, at the abs. Don't look yeah, at the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like I, this weird thing where I'm like, you just seem really alone and that you don't spend any time with your friends and family now because you just drink protein shakes. <laughs> but anyway, right. We digress. I have to start actually talking about supersized versus super skinny. Mm. This is all the, the build up, the epic build up to this amazing sounding show to this the best show of all time i can't imagine what this show could possibly be about after hearing all of those other ones it's like going to be even more extreme than those ones well like listen unfortunately they don't have jillian mckeith's poo hd as we like to call it but (laughs) (laughs) which is just my favorite term now okay so the concept of supersized versus super skinny could you give me a guess of what you think it is okay we're gonna see very very uh heavy people um, what I suppose you would probably consider or, or clinically term like, you know, clinically obese, morbidly obese. We're going to see those type of folks plus yeah. uh, 300 pounds plus 400 pounds plus, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then super skinny. Gosh, like, I mean, I imagine we're going to see the opposite end of the spectrum. Like we're going to see yeah. people possibly with eating disorders, possibly with, um, you know, uh, anorexia I don't know maybe they won't go that far that's that's pretty hardcore because uh, that's a serious like you know um, medical issue mm-hmm. um, I don't know what they're going to do to these poor people <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're like are they going to <laughs> are they are they okay it has been like 20 years I guess since this show these shows aired are they, but are they missing <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> 
Um, so kind of you've got it. You've got the basis of the show, which is super size versus super skinny. You have um overweight people and underweight people on the show. You mentioned there that you hope you don't think they'll mention anorexia because that might be, but they definitely do. They definitely okay. go into anorexia. Yeah, let's get in there. Um, let's get they in really there. go into the hard stuff. Okay. So let's just do it. Okay. If we're in just, for a penny and for a pound. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Are you guys ready for some trauma? Here we go. Um, okay. So Super Size vs. Super Skinny is a British television program on Channel 4 that from, I think, 2008 to 2014, this broadcast. Okay. So quite a while. Okay. Um, that features information about dieting and extreme eating lifestyles. It's sure. a show where an overweight person and an underweight person swap diets while staying in what is called a feeding clinic for about five days. Now, oh. a feeding clinic, the feeding clinic was essentially a soulless fancy house, okay? That's um, a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I mean, it's a, it's a great idea if you want to make a crazy exploitative show that people will definitely watch. But it's a bad idea from like a medical perspective. A medical, right? ethical, mm. <laughs> emotional, spiritual, psychological, environmental <laughs> perspective. Terrible idea. I just love the moment I said it to you. I was like, oh, that's a terrible idea. That You should have been in the pitch meeting. That would have been great. Yeah, this isn't going to end uh, well. <laughs> so as you say, Connor, yes, an absolutely terrible idea. All of the swapping diets are supervised by Dr. Christian Jensen. He's basically kind of a celebrity doctor. That okay. Name. That name sounds familiar, definitely. Yeah, he's a he's a good looking, handsome, dimpled doctor, um, who I'm gonna say is on a very questionable dieting show. So <laughs> essentially, as I mentioned there, that's what they do. They swap diets for a week. That's not even kind of the tip of the iceberg. What they actually do first is they get all of the contestants for a season, like in a room, okay? All of the overweight people and all of the underweight people, and they all have dressing gowns on, okay? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> they all take off no. the dressing gowns and they are in the most unflattering nude underwear. Like oh, just like skin colour underwear? Yeah, like nude skin colour underwear no. that washes everyone out. The lighting in the room is absolutely <laughs> appalling and what I consider a hate crime. So basically, they're all God. in there, right? Then they pair them up, okay? And the, oh, you no. follow one pair in an episode, okay? Uh, so... This fact, is horrible. All, this is oh, actually horrible. Like it, just the, the the impending doom I feel of what it, it's going to happen to these people. Like it's it, it it's is a comedy it show, is people. Horrible. It's a comedy show. We're keeping it light. We're keeping it light. Don't worry about it. It's all fine here. It's all fine. Um, the sense of impending doom really adds to the comedy yeah. we're trying to get here. Okay, so first of all, it, during the earlier seasons of the show, right, once they've paired the people up, Dr. Jensen comes in and he talks to them straight away. Like, just even the stuff of like, obviously these people have a really distorted view of themselves, yeah. body images, looking at each other. So the underweight people looking at the overweight people is really upsetting to watch because yeah. obviously the underweight people... Some of them have body dysmorphia or mm. are really afraid of becoming overweight yeah. to the point where they're under eating. Yeah. So yeah. looking, you know, and then the poor overweight person. Look, do you know what I mean? Like this whole thing where everyone just feels like they're judging each other and judging themselves straight away because they're all like in their underwear. Then in the earlier seasons, what they used to do was get food tubes, okay, that come out of the roof, right? And would show them what they've eaten in a week. So the food would drop down. <laughs> 
like a pig's trough. No. no. <laughs> this is dystopian. This is like this is fucking George Black Orwell, Black Mirror, yeah. Margaret Atwood stuff. So what they would do is like, for a week as well. And by the way, anyone's week's food looks insane in like a yeah. tube trough. Everyone's Especially food in the disgusting. Western world. <laughs> Especially in the Western world. So what they do is they do the like underweight person first and then the overweight person. So the super size, by the way, super size versus super skinny. That's what they like re- refer to them during the whole thing. So they'll be like, super size Lauren's food for the week was she's chock-a-block with chockies coming down the tube. And you know, and you're just like, oh my God, this is, this, this is <laughs> a human being. Let's just go back a little bit. Let's just, <laughs> let's just spend a little time in this space for a moment. First of all, I think amazing narration work. I think you Thank could you. totally get work on one of these shows what chuckies <laughs> chuckies coming down the tube <laughs> fuck but but grace so we know okay so so just just to clarify for me so we know that it's super sized people super skinny people and um, they're put together is there kind of like a thesis or or goal of the show like do they say we're putting a super sized person with a skinny person so that this happens or because we believe that they will learn from each other or that they will see the error of their ways or is it just wonder what happens like what is their goal they really slap an owl this is a medical experiment like that's Mm, when they they even say gosh when they even say the food clinic like they're referring to a house where they film them eating. They refer to that as a food clinic. What essentially they're saying is like by by showing each other their extreme diet or um, eating habits, it will shock them into stopping those eating habits. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Which, which obviously just a disclaimer here. A lot of the time, anyone's kind of eating habits. A lot of people would would experts would say it's sometimes it's in the mind rather than actually what you're eating constantly every day do you know what i mean these are things that people have to deal with or traumatic things or whatever and there's also a lot of other um issues when it comes to a person's weight socioeconomic issues background you know what i mean a person's ability to be able to get access to you know um healthy food or whatever it is but not going into that too much that's what they kind of show is to be like we're going to shock these people into like kind of viewing what they're doing and like reassessing their ways. Okay. Well, that checks out. That definitely checks out. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, so they do the food tube. I'm going to play a little clip for you. Okay. I'm going to play a little clip to show you the food tube and sort of the reaction of the food tube, like showing you the reaction that they show to each other's food tube. So like the underweight person looking at the amount of food coming down the tube for the overweight person and vice versa, okay? And sort of the phrasing they use for their eating habits, I just want to show, see what you think about it, okay? okay. ...details of a typical week's meals. And Christian is about to show them exactly what that looks like. Lisa, we're going to start with your breakfast. Let's have a look. Okay, so I don't here like is... the look of this tube. I don't like Oh, the like tubes it. are... The tubes kind of look like, um, just for anyone listening, you know... um. You know, Doctor Who, where it's like those sort of, what are they called? Like, exterminate. <laughs> oh, yeah, the robot like kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that to me here. looks like something you would see in a factory farm, uh, like in agriculture for feeding, yeah. like, animals. Pigs. A pig's trough is kind of what I describe it as. Food oh, this doctor is uh, Embarrassing Bodies guy. Yeah, Embarrassing Bodies Which guy. Which is another yeah. problematic show as well, but, you know. <laughs> he loves them problematic shows. <laughs> What do you have the porridge with? Water. You have it with water? water yeah. Why not milk? 
it was a way of cutting back on calories. Let's have a look at lunch. So Peter's filled with what usually? A bit of lettuce, cucumber. So it's very samey your diet. Do you have the same breakfast every single day? Yeah. Absolutely rigorously. No variety. No. Let's move on to dinner. What's that? Noodles, but spaghetti bolognese. What happens if you go out for dinner or go to a friend's house for dinner? I'll always try and make up an excuse not to go. So your diet actually restricts your social life quite considerably. Mm. But what do you snack on? Nothing. I'll fill up on water. It's water you use to curb your appetite. So that was the first clip there where we see uh, Lucy's diet. This is the super skinny woman. Uh, what what what's your reaction to that, Connor? I, I I was losing the will to live watching that. Like it's that thing. It's it's kind of like when you are working with a dietitian and you have to keep a, f a food diary and yeah. you know you and they go look just keep a diary of everything you've eaten before you've gone on the diet and then you show them and then they go through it with you and go no see the way you had this for lunch see the way you had this for yeah. breakfast see the way you ate these snacks and it's a very embarrassing experience yeah. for a lot of people uh, but this is like a pure kind of like fucked up visual representation of it where they're actually firing your day's worth of food down a fucking tube in front of you yeah. and going oh this is your porridge this is your wrap this is your dinner and then basically shaming you in front of people while you're standing in your underwear about it yes. it's disgusting yeah it's disgusting yeah. and can i just say one thing i i also think is if you're gonna make content if you're if you're from my perspective pretending that you want to help these people mm. right having them in their underwear. I think the doctor should have to be in his underwear too because it's a yeah. weird power thing where these people already feel very oh, vulnerable. And I'm like, do you know what, pal? If you're going to start like going through what they eat in a essentially humanised pig's food trough while they're in their underwear, you should be in your underwear too. And I think you should be in like Speedos, Tidy Whities. Like I want something that's embarrassing for you yeah. so that they feel more comfortable. And to be fair, okay. as as you said, he is pretty hot. So like, yeah, let's ah. just see him in his underwear anyway. Yeah. You know. No fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> He's not let any enhancements. Give the people what they want. Okay. Now, Connor, this is... A tough one to watch. So I'm going to show you because this episode yeah. is Leighton and Lucy's episode. So Lucy, and I hate to describe her as the super skinny one, but that's what they do on the show. Mm. Mm. I'm going to sh share a clip now of Leighton's food for the week when they start yeah, playing I can his, see, okay? so just, I can see straight away, you know, we're looking at a wide shot of the two tubes. The super skinny yeah. person's food is filling up like, you know, one eighth of the tube. Yeah. And the large man is standing there in his underwear waiting for his tube to be filled. This is going to be horrible, I can tell already. It's Yeah, and he already looks uncomfortable. Um, one other thing I want to say about Lucy's thing, it was really heartbreaking when she said she used water in her porridge to, to cut down on calories. And the fact I that know. she was like, I just don't go see my friends oh. if I, if they're eating. Like, yeah. even that alone, I'm like, this woman needs to go to some, like, <laughs> she needs to go to a specialist, not on television. Anyway, let's play Leighton's. Also, it's okay size. to use water in your porridge if that's how you yeah. like it, you know? Yeah, fuck, exactly. Fuck milk. <laughs> just gonna get that in there Connor, Connor fuck I milk. feel like I feel like I love it in every episode of Fad Camp you somehow manage to get in fuck milk <laughs> <laughs> that should be your aim for the rest of the season that you're just fuck like Gary. fuck milk <laughs> did we mention Connor's a vegan okay um, let's play Leighton's unfortunately I'm gonna call him the super size apologies but uh, the super size contestants sugary cereal Leighton, what happens next? Lunch? Talk me through lunch. Chips, uh, sausage roll, beans. Wow, is that one meal? 
it's a pie, it's a burger, it's more chips. This is all sort of quite quick convenience food. They're looking absolutely terrified. Let's have a look at dinner. Looks exactly the same as lunch. Do you ever cook for yourself, Lane? Very, very rare. More, two more burgery things. Cold slaw, full of mayonnaise, high fat, burgers full of fat, full of salt. Look at the difference already. Let's have a look at what you snack like. All right, you get through 1.3 kilograms of chocolate and biscuits and sweets every week. And crisps. Are you shocked? You're heading for disaster. So that, uh, I, I'll end the clip there. We don't need to hear any more of the humiliation that poor man is after going through. One thing, before I even ask you about your reaction, one thing I noticed by re-watching that here is how judgmental the doctor sounds. Like, you know, when he's like, oh, look at oh, the yeah. difference already. And I'm like, you mean look at the difference between the person who's severely under eating over there? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. why would you even need to point that out? And then <laughs> him being like, is that just one dinner? Like, again, even, do you ever just, cook for yourself? And I'm like, maybe this person doesn't have time to cook for themselves. Maybe convenience yeah. food is what they can afford. Have you ever thought to yeah. ask those questions, you weirdo? <laughs> and even his, his, from the get-go, from the get-go, his, uh, his language, his phrasing, like, you know, he puts in the breakfast and then he goes, let's see what happens next. As in like, yeah. you know, not like, yeah. what do you eat next? It's like, <laughs> what horrible thing is about to befall us next? And literally befall us because it's falling through a giant Willy Wonka-style tube. <laughs> Sorry, it's just that you're so right about the well, let's see what happens next is such a weird way of phrasing it. Let's see what happens yeah. next is almost like someone's been murdered and like, yeah. and let's see what happens next with the body. Walk me and it's through like, the crime what? scene that was your food for the day. <laughs> CSI, where's your self-respect? And it's like, <laughs> let's try and find your self-respect. Yeah. Um, as you can see, that's the first clip that I wanted to show you. These clips are actually, even just the audio, I find really kind of tough to listen to yeah um but once again just for visuals for everyone this is happening to these people while they're standing in their underwear and like, another thing to to keep in mind is that through both of the clips but particularly the second clip where they're looking at the supersized person's food um they are focusing on the reaction of yes. the other person so while the supersized man's food is coming down the tube, the super skinny person is looking at the food going, oh my God, I have to eat that. Oh my God, this is, this is, how am I going to do this? Yeah. You know, like, uh, so it's really kind of just like hammering home that kind of exploitative, like con contest kind of feel yeah. of the show as opposed to it being like an actual medical kind of thing. But Grace, you know what I have to say, the worst part of watching that clip was, what? like uh, the way I was saying about how these shows are designed to hook you. I was watching going, oh, I want to see how this goes. You yeah. know, I want to follow the story. Yeah. I want to, as a viewer, as a consumer, as someone who clearly you know, consumes a lot of TV and a lot of stuff about diet culture, I want to see, well, what does happen when this person yeah. tries yeah. to do that? Because I guarantee there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a struggle when yeah. this, the skinny person is eating the heavy person's food and vice versa. So it's like, even knowing what I know, I'm not going to go seek it out later and watch it. But there was part of me going like, oh, yeah. what happens after the break? You know? Yeah, yeah. And can I also say one other thing I noticed is when he turns to her and goes, what do you think? And she's like, I'm shocked. And you're yeah. like, how horrific for that man mm. that a woman mm. is look like another person's looking at his diet. Not only is the doctor commenting on, but then he turns to the person and like, what do you think? She's like, I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, and it's that classic is horrific. You know? It's classic shame-based motivation. 
You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. um, so when you see how disgusted other people are with what you eat in a day, then you'll surely you'll change your ways. You know, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. it won't it won't drive you more underground and eat in secret. Yeah. How, how could it know? possibly do that? Oh, <laughs> uh, we all know that bullying works for people like it's if, if history has taught us anything. OK, so. They got rid of the food tube after a few series because obviously it was a horrendous idea. Um, another shock tactic that Dr. Jensen would also use is showing like those visuals of like, this is how much sugar you have in a week. You know, sure. that, that a lot of diet Classic. shows tend to do that. Yeah. But also for the super skinny person, what they would do is take very kind of like um, zoomed in photos of their body, right? In oh, their underwear. Jesus, yeah. And they would like, show them different parts of it say like bags under their eyes or like collarbones sticking out and they go through the drastic long-term health effects of being that underweight once again these photos incredibly badly lit so everyone is going to look shocking in these kind of these photos but once again that was something they do for the super skinny person i thought you were going to say because you were talking about the heavy person's sugar amount i thought they were going to go and then we show the skinny person how much sugar they had and they just point at an empty table (laughs) whoa The absence of food. It's like, come on, guys. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They just give them like an empty bottle and they're like, this is it. And they're like, oh, my God. Critics are calling this the most exciting game show of 2021. Trough Wars. This episode of Trough Wars is sponsored by Jay-Z's music streaming service, Tidal. So what is Trough Wars? This television extravaganza treats the very serious issue of eating disorders in a competitive, dehumanising game show format. Our contestants describe themselves as pigs for eating and enjoying food. So we are going to feed them like the pudgy little piggies they are. The couch potato contestants start off in a pen. The rooster crows. The pen door is opened and these unfortunate souls must battle their bulging bottoms to the feeding trough. Where am I? Help! Somebody help! I just woke up here. It's completely dark. Oh! This little piggy should have stayed at home. Whoever makes it to the feeding trough first gets to eat their way to a 14-day free trial of Jay-Z's music streaming service, Tidal. Tidal? What even is that? The rooster keeps pecking at me, oh my god. Trough Wars. Oink, oink. But I already have Spotify. Sponsored by Jay-Z's music streaming service, Tidal. Make it stop. Another thing they do before we even get into like the whole thing of, of uh, you know, following them for like five days in the food clinic and mm-hmm. um, other parts of the series where they would like in order to kind of like fill up content and um, Dr. Jensen would also go to the States and visit people who were like super morbidly obese, like people who were bed bound and things like that. Mm. He'd go to places and the big thing was like, Britain's heading this way. Like America's the fattest country. Britain's heading this way. Obesity so was, epidemic. Yeah. All that sort of huge, stuff. Yeah. Big things of being like, we need to do something now or else we're going to oh, end God. up like these people. So 
And what they would do sometimes then with the super sized person of that episode, they bring them with them to meet one of sure. these people who yeah. are like, once again, very hard to watch, but like someone's in a bed, like crying, yeah. being like, don't end up like me. I'm yeah. going to die soon. And like yeah. the other person's like, oh God, this is really upsetting. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that was one of the things. Anna Richardson from who we said hosted Secret Eaters as well. This was kind of also one of her starting points, one of the shows that she started off on. She would do features in between like little segments um, where she would go and follow diets that she finds on the internet. So like fad diets that she finds. One thing that she does was she did, um, she attempted laser liposuction, um, which went drastically wrong and resulted in severe bruising. She discovered diabolemia, right? Sorry, say that again. Diabolemia. Have you ever heard of this? Never heard of that. I I had to look it up as well. I didn't I didn't know what it was. It's an eating disorder in which people with type one diabetes deliberately give themselves less insulin than they need, or stop taking it altogether for the purpose of weight loss. Oh, type one diabetes. Type one. So that's the people wow. who inject insulin. My mother has type one diabetes. Which so when I heard ir- this, I was like, that yeah, irreversible. But in order for them to lose weight, they take less insulin. That's which is shocking. Once again, please, as a disclaimer, if you have type 1 diabetes, never do this. Like, that is is not good. Unless Um, you do it under the supervision of a reality TV show. Oh, absolutely. Like, unless Dr. Jensen's there. (laughs) Please don't do it. Please don't do it. (laughs) Please don't do it. Um, She also spoke to a French actress, um, Isabella Caro, who was a fixture in um, an anorexia campaign, um, who unfortunately, by the way, has since died. Very, very, she was a very public figure. Um. In the second series, and this is one that I remember very clearly, Anna recruited a group of flab fighters. Mm. Love a bit of alliteration, don't you? <laughs> it's like Yeats. It's like poetry, isn't it? It's poetry. It is. Flab fighters. Um, yeah, once again, absolutely, because because we don't want to, you know, humanise anyone. Um, so obviously a group of women who want to lose weight. A lot of them would be, have been like groups of friends and stuff. Oh, and so she the flab fighters were fighting their own flab? That's <laughs> oh, a good, yeah. like, you know, no, seashell, seashells. The fab fighters were fighting their own flab for fame. <laughs> Flabby females fighting flab <laughs> fighters within their own flab. <laughs> I was like, Anna was unbelievable at hitting that every time. Yeah. Um, so these were a group of flabby women. <laughs> Flab fighting females. Flab yeah. fighting females. Um, who, they sound actually like, that'd be an amazing fighting P- group. If, if Flab or, was like an actual like monster instead of, you know, your home body. Or like a punk um, rock band. Oh, Flab flighters. <laughs> flab flinging, flanging Female? flobbers. <laughs> Female Flab flighters. That'd be an amazing bad name. Okay. So these were like a group of women who, tracked their weight loss every week but they do a different diet every week right um a lot of the like i remember this so clearly so what anna would do would be like let's go boxing for an hour and then she'd show them food that was the same amount of calories and then they, boxed they the had food. just boxed up <laughs> 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 just a bunch of women pounding on some cakes just pounding on some pound out. cakes yeah beating the You've shit ne- out of that pizza You've never seen a fight until you've seen a woman kick the shit out of a donut. Um, so, <laughs> but what she would do is like, say like, you know, she'd be like, you burned 300 calories right. in an hour of boxing. Then she'd show them their favorite food and go, this is 300 calories. Do you want to eat that now? Right? 
And I remember one time, so many, every week, all the women were like, no, I don't want to eat that now yeah. because I want to lose weight. One week, a woman was like, yeah, I actually do. One woman was like, yeah. So she ate the donut. And Anna, I swear to God, was like, what? You seriously want to eat that? And she's like, yeah, I just really like donuts. Like, so I want to eat that donut. And I couldn't, like, I remember watching it, judging that woman so much. Being oh, like, how yeah. could you do that? And yeah. now looking back, I'm like, I actually am like, you're my favorite person ever. To Hero. be on TV and go, yeah, yeah, I just did an error of exercise. And do you know what? I really enjoy a donut. I'll have that donut, thank you. And then having a TV presenter being like, okay, your life. <laughs> and I, shut up. Anna, you know what I mean? On. Yeah. So these were all little sections. More serious sections that they covered was they had um, an anorexic journalist, um, okay. Emma Wolf. I think she's recovering from anorexia, um, who would go and talk to other anorexic people and groups about right. them trying to, you know, recover and things like that. Um, during oh the God. first... Yeah. So that's... So these, these like... Well, that se- heartfelt sounding segment yeah. is sandwiched, for lack of a better term, between these, like, food shoot yeah. uh, eating competitions... On the like, show, Connor, that was beautiful alliteration. You got so many food, <laughs> like kind of puns in there. I'd like to it. thank the flab fighting females <laughs> of flight. So they mashed potatoed in a segment <laughs> <laughs> but, between the other. Yeah, so that's what they do. They kind of like go from like say showing the super size versus super skinny person swapping their breakfast and kind of giving out to each other and being appalled by each other. To then shoehorning in or mashed potatoing, sandwiching, yeah. milkshaking in um, a segment where like an e- recovering eating anorexic journalist would talk to other anorexics. So that's what I mean about it was a real head fuck where it's like these yeah. people were like, oh, this is a medical show. Like to report like kind of almost medical stamp on something that is really you're talking about such extremes in eating. And how we're looking at all these people, not really as people, but almost as like experiments or something. Yeah. So anyway, the last thing I want to mention, another little one they did, which <laughs> during the first season in 2008, one feature included Gillian McKeith, our Poo HD. Our pal, um, our pal. Our Poo HD nutritionist, tried to find a way to ban big bums in the UK. She ban big bums out, in Britain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they didn't use Britain instead of the UK. That's such a missed opportunity. Well, they want to get they want to get bums Britain. Britain they want to get bums. the uh, the surrounding you know uh, UK properties as well. So like, yeah, you know. can big cannon cans in the Commonwealth? I can't. I can't get any. <laughs> I can't get it any better. Um, ban big bums in Britain is actually unbelievable. I can't believe they missed out on that. But basically it was, she tested out different exercises to tone buttocks of different groups of women and made a leaderboard for the most effective. So that was, a sec- so once again, like that's what I mean about if you're going to tackle such a big, pro- and then put in something like this, which is so like, what's yeah. wrong with a big bum? Which by the way, now it's so funny because with the Kardashians, everyone's like, Everyone wants the big bum. Implants, everyone wants the big bum. And also, also, there has been so much debate in the fitness community over um, body part specific exercises. Like, you know, like uh, just doing the one exercise on one area of the body doesn't necessarily 
reduce that the fat in that yeah. area and build the muscle in that area you know that these kind of things now i'm not totally up on the the science of it and it is a debate some people say oh no you absolutely can do that but a yeah. lot of people say no you can't just do a thousand squats and you know have a better uh like only have a better bum like it will affect your entire body if you do that a better you know? british bum yeah <laughs> I think, you know, you're, no, you're right. Because even like I've heard about abs exercises, so many people talking about how it's bullshit. Like, as in like, there's whatever about strengthening the core, but trying to get those abs in, you know, a lot of the time they're like, those aren't going to do anything really for your abs. So yeah, yeah, these are obviously ongoing things, but it's very interesting, even that that debate's still going, but that this woman who's a nutritionist, uh, can we say not even a dietitian, a nutritionist was going around doing this. And uh, as well, like, we once again all of these things i'm always like i just think people should at the top of shows be like these are my credentials (laughs) these are my credentials i shouldn't you know what i mean like if someone's going to be an expert i think they should have to have their credentials like i don't know sort of like um set of tapes to the front of their clothing at all times (laughs) so we know exactly what your credentials are or like tattooed on their face yes i like that okay so as we've talked about there in the show itself, you start off with the two people meeting. In the first few series, they had the food troughs thing. But they also would do like interviews with Dr. Christian, kind of talking about, you know, maybe where their food habits come from or insecurities come from, things like that. We don't go too deep into it. There was a segment I remember where in the food clinic, the two people would, the super size and super skinny would show each other photos of when they were growing up. And a lot of the time it was like, you know, things like someone was like, yes, this is when my dad died and yeah. I had to take on a lot more responsibility. And so I started turning to food because it made me feel better, you know, and you're being like, oh, that terrible person. I can't believe they did that. Um, or the super skinny person, you know, a lot of the time they'd be like, yeah, I don't know kind of when I started to be afraid of gaining weight, but I just did. You know what I mean? Like it was very, it's very difficult to watch these two people try and help each other when actually it's like the blind leading the blind. Yes. They're like, well you know, said. why why a, a person who overeats would turn to a person who undereats and go, I think we could help each other here. <laughs> no, like it's, it's kind of ironically, responsibility is wrong. Like, ironically, you know. they both have the same problem. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a case of, oh, I'll give you some of my fat and you give me some of your skinny. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's just not a science. And I feel yeah. stupid saying that, but... <laughs> Sure enough, there was a TV show that ran for seven years that ran on that very premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's funny that I I feel like I should have to say this. One, fuck milk. But two. (laughs) You can't swap fat for skinny. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Medically, and I don't have any medical, I don't have a medical certificate like Gillian Keats. Okay, I'm going to show you now one of the... (sighs) Breakfast scenes, okay? Um, oh, I feel like this is going to be tr- the most traumatic breakfast. <laughs> I actually, do you know what? There was, because all of these clips, by the way, are on YouTube. Uh, there was so many episodes up that I actually found it very difficult to start kind of like picking scenes. Because in a way, I was like, yeah. all of them are so messed up yeah. that I kind of started picking them at random. I went for a breakfast one, went for a lunch one. Because I didn't want to be like trying to find the most outrageous ones because they're all outrageous. Like mm-hmm. watching it is just insane. So I'm going to um, set this uh, one up for you now. And um, this is Colin and Tracy. Colin is the super skinny. Tracy is the super size. This is the first time Colin is going to be eating Tracy's food because it's for breakfast. Colin has given Tracy a bar of chocolate for breakfast. That's what he would eat okay. for breakfast. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Tracy is giving him what she eats. Now, 
Colin, I'm just going to set this up, is sitting in front of two plates of pastries. There's about four, and I mean giant croissants and two pan au chocolats, okay? And a big glass of orange juice. Now, oh. I'm not doing this to set it up. That's genuinely how much yeah. food is in front of him. Yes. Um, obviously so, for sorry, a man, So Colin is the skinny person. He's the skinny person. Okay, sorry. eating Tracy's breakfast. Yeah, I yeah. immediately, because of the last clip we watched, it was the man was heavy and the woman was yes. the thin yeah. person. But this one, it's the, the yes. reverse. And okay. Tracy is sitting in front of a bar of chocolate. So this is yes. the funny thing is that like, even with the super skinny person, it's not like they're just eating salads yeah. all day. Yeah. Like this yeah. guy's just has a bar of chocolate totally. for breakfast, you know. Totally. Okay, so that, I'm just going to set up the clip for you now. It's the first day in the feeding clinic. And while Colin has to tuck into a king-size continental breakfast, he's keeping Tracy sweet with some chocolate. It might be a lot for him to swallow, but Colin has to learn that to increase his energy levels, he needs to eat a proper breakfast. And whilst this portion may be excessive, croissants have the starchy carbs Colin's body's craving. So that's the first clip. I what? Just wanna... <laughs> what on earth? Like, if you were presenting as being overweight and said, oh, I eat... Okay, on that on his plate, there was like 10 croissants. There was like five croissants. There's actually two... four... No, there's actually four croissants. They're just... They're just that big. <laughs> but then there was then there yeah. was two chocolate croissants beside yeah. that. Um if you went to a dietitian and said, I am eating one croissant for, for breakfast, they'd be like, oh, well, that's your problem. That's your that's yeah. your problem. You need to stop eating that one croissant and lose weight, my friend. Yeah. Whereas this show is saying, even though he's eating a lot of croissants, the starchy carbohydrates yeah. are just what our body needs. It's like, get out of my brain. Get out of that's, my face. That actually is so true. The the advice that they're saying is essentially if I said to a if I said to a dietitian or a nutritionist, whatever, I ate a croissant every morning for breakfast, they'd be like, You need to change that off. That's not good for you know, all yeah. this sort of stuff. You'll be dead then, in a week. Yeah, and then they go to this guy, Oh, that's what you need though. And it's that's oh, the, the sort of like that is such your, a mixed your message. head your head is just like, I cannot fathom what these people think I should be eating every day. Madness. Um, Madness. Also, just the voiceover, king-size portions. And he's going to sweeten her up. Like, Jesus Christ, we're not in a boxing match where it's like, someone's like, and he get a left hook to her face with a big-size portion of pastries. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jesus, chill out. Um, the guy takes about two bites. He takes about two bites of the croissant and he takes one bite of the one of the pan chocolates. He looks so uncomfortable. I just want to play another little clip afterwards, okay, of them watching each other. Because, by the way, they have to sit and watch each other eat this. I, I can see now that they, they are large croissants. They're stacked up. There's, I'm looking at six pastries. On, yeah. You know, the two yeah. pano chocolates, four regular croissants, glass of orange juice, glass of coffee. Like, yeah, okay. I don't know if Colin would ever, ever finish one of my portions, but I don't think he managed one. I think it was just half a one that he had and then he felt completely stuffed. So straight away, even it's funny how the judgment goes both ways. Like even she's yeah. like, you know, he just can't even finish anything. Like it's not even just the supersized person who, by the way, is definitely getting more judgment than the super skinny person uh, throughout the, all of the episodes for sure is. But even the fact that the super skinny people can't even finished like that guy was looked so uncomfortable when he was eating that like it's not it didn't seem to him to be an enjoyable meal which is what no. hopefully food should be at, to underweight and overweight people anyone should be an enjoyable experience you know exactly what I mean? and like you know they're just not taking into account the, the pure like 
uh, biology of the situation, the physical, you know, makeup of your body. If you have yep. have not been eating, you know, sufficient food, you're, you know, there's this whole thing of your stomach getting smaller, your appetite decreasing so that like, it's not as simple as just like one day flipping a switch and going, okay, now eat like 10 yep. times your recommended daily amount of food for breakfast um, in one sitting because yeah. it's just physically not going to be possible. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know I what know, they're yeah. trying to get across here, like. And also, uh, as uh, even whether it's anorexia or under eating, a lot, a lot of people who don't, uh, who are underweight or or restrict their calories, that feeling of fullness is very uncomfortable for them. Oh, totally, so, totally. Sh- shoving huge quantities of food in front of them isn't. I don't think it's actually probably going to make them eat less because they, as in, like they're yeah. going to be like, I don't want to have that feeling. Hello there, Fad Camp listeners. I hope you've enjoyed our episode about super size versus super skinny. As me and Connor had so much to say about this weight loss program, and basically you couldn't get us to stop talking, we decided we were going to have to make it a two-parter. We'll be releasing part two next week, so keep an eye out for it. And thank you for your continued support of the show. listening to this episode of Fad Camp. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. Listener.